adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Tone, you good now? You ready? Yeah, let's run it. Okay. Your mic. Well, we, this whole time, we've not known whether your mic worked because it mm-hmm. didn't work, and then we didn't hear you say anything. Let's do it. Ooh. Come on in Zoom, come on in Zoom, come on in Zoom, come on in Zoom, come on in Zoom. Zoom what is that? Zoom. You ever you don't remember Zoom? No, what is this? What? Zoom was a very popular show on PBS. What? Based out of Boston. Boston Mass. Oh, oh two, two, one, three, four. Get into Zoom. How young email. of a kid? I know nothing about this. I don't know what Z-mail, you guys are talking about. Zmailpbskids.org. Zmail, Zoom, 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 pbskids.org. Come on, Jason. <laughs> like, I call you old, but like, damn, you couldn't even get into Zoom? Yeah, well, this must have been after my time. I feel like Zoom was right I feel like you were, you were at okay. least in your teen, late teens. Well, who's watching Zoom PBS in their late teens? I got a PBS has some fire shows. I don't know, man. Okay. Well, can you tell me what it is? Because all you've done so far Zoom? is sing the song and tell me sh- I'm old. Like Zoom? What's, what's the show? show? PBS Kids. Zoom yeah, I got or- that, but what is it? Originally started in 1972. Come on, Jason. What did they do? They what do is them? it? What are the characters? Are they children? Are they... Uh, kittens? Are they the Teletubbies? Like, what are the, what's the premise of the show? So, it's a bunch of kids doing activities, uh, doing the science experiments, teaching you how to be a good friend and how to be patient and a bunch of stuff, different fun things. All the stuff we need right now in the world. Low key. Yeah, I can't believe like, you missed out on Zoom. <laughs> It seemed like the perfect show. Like your parents thought everything was too violent. Like yes, Zoom right. was the perfect way to go. Like for example, like I learned that you can make your arms kind of go up without you even trying. So you stand in a in a frame of a door of a doorway, and you put your wrists on the doorway for like thirty seconds or so, and you count. Okay. And then you step up or step back, put your arms down. And your arms will slowly raise up without you even noticing. I learned that in Zoom. Okay. How does that help you? What's the point of learning that? It's fun, man. That's cool. <laughs> what? What a curmudgeon. Yeah, dude. Man, Why did you learn that? You What's the point in life and you can't learn that? How is that practical in the real world? Jeez, Jason. I, I feel like you sound this week. I'm trying to come around here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to learn that? What's, what's so good about that? Why are kids having fun? That's right. Yeah. There's chores that need to be done. Children. Pay your bills on time. <laughs> That's the only thing they really need to learn. That's Take right. First. Yeah. And don't loan money to your friends, even when they ask. I am with that one. 
I'm kind of with that one. Maybe we, that's what we need is we need a new, uh, we need a PBS show, like a kid's show, but instead of teaching kids how to read and teaching them Spanish and teaching them math and math. stuff like that, they're getting, they're getting that, they're getting mm-hmm. that elsewhere, science, whatever. Real life lessons that'll help them on the street, Russ. That's yeah, what we should be. Yeah, It'd be like hard something, something street, not Sesame Street, because they already have that. And it turns out it's racist. It's the most racist street in America, we found out based on <laughs> what happened in Philly. But something else street, something else street. What, what can we call it? Something else street. Reality We're going to put a street. pin in that. Reality yeah. street. There you go. Reality. <laughs> there we go. Reality street. And the Reality characters street. are, you know, wise, older cousins or whatever that hang out in the neighborhood and they teach you things like uh, you should buy a car and not lease a car. You know, <laughs> Financial like advisor, that. John. Yeah, you know, things like that, things that'll help them in life. Don't loan money to your friends. Don't go into like, you know, crazy business ventures with your friends that they can't afford because you're going to go down with them. Things like that. All right. So uh, while we're on the topic, the loaning money to your friends thing, I am uh, anti loaning money to your friends Mm -hmm. because you're not getting that money back. Right. Well, and that you ha- that has to be your uh, your you have to know yeah, you have to go into it, it assuming yeah. mm-hmm. you will never see this money again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, you do live, it, you got to live with that. I think you got to cap it like it has to be like 200 bucks. Like mm-hmm. it has to be like the most. Because otherwise you're the Tinder swindler asking for <laughs> my enemies are after me. I need 10 grand. <laughs> and he was that getting off. Good, that'd, be a, that'd be a good reason to ask for a loan, though, if your enemies were after my you. enemies. Are, Peter, right, Peter right. hurt. It's like it's like a living, breathing uh, email scam. I actually want to go back and rewatch that. Peter now. hurt. Peter hurt. <laughs> Yo, that man was getting all the money from those ladies. I, I still can't believe that. Months later. Uh, might still be. No, he's they, they're all still in debt. Yeah, that, they, yeah. They, they still they still all of them. Ex, all of them except the girl who sold all the clothes. She's doing all right. But everybody else. <laughs> well, he might still be getting money somewhere else from some other women, though. It sounds like he's still you no, know, he's kind of okay. on the loose doing his thing. He's has like a Patreon or a Fansly mm-hmm. or cameo. More famous than there ever. Go. There you go. More yeah. popular than ever. The man who has tricked women out of thousands and thousands of dollars and ruined their lives tricked literally and figuratively was uh was what does that say about uh, that he's more popular after being exposed like how do you think those the, i'm sorry to laugh but how do you think those women no no nah, chuckle it oh, up it's, it's it's disheartening funny. i don't know man it's like they thought they like, thought they pulled off like we got them we made this netflix series we shit. got them no. He he got yeah. more popular. The yeah, only thing he got selfies got with for him. was fraud on his passport. That's it. It's the only thing mm-hmm. he went to jail for. Not for scamming women out of money, which I'm not saying it's good, but it's just like, hey, man, be smarter. Good clarification, Russ. Yeah, you, you know, you got to do what I can. Do what I can. <laughs> Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. We have the littest producer in the game, Tony Gill. Hello. Working the boards for us. You've been a little oh. quiet lately, man. We need you involved. No response. Okay. okay. All right. Great start. Great start. <laughs> yeah. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to oh, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. That's our individual link, our personal show link for you guys. 
and you will automatically get a $23 discount at checkout. That's on anything. So that includes the uh, the 100% eucalyptus sheets that we all love sleeping on. Russ, as you can see, I'm in uh, a hotel room here in Seattle as we record this because the Bears have a game here tomorrow. Uh, these are not sheets and giggles, I can tell you that, at the uh, Seattle Hilton like, Garden they, Inn. They look like it. Yeah, they, they look like they're not. Regular-ass, yeah. regular uh-huh. bum-ass sheets. Right. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Don't buy regular bum-ass sheets. You shouldn't. You, want you to shouldn't. Do that. Yeah. I'd never have my friends. What do does that, that say about you if that's what you're buying? Yeah, because look, hey, you know, you're going to pay a little bit for sheets and giggles. You could do much cheaper if you want to go to Jewel, the grocery store, and buy sheets. They sell Target. sheets at Jewel. They do. I mean, the sandpaper sheets. Good luck to you. Good luck to yeah. you in your future romantic endeavors. Yeah. Now, if you, you want to do it right, when your legs are chafed the fuck up, that's right. From the sandpaper sheets when you're trying to make do your love making. That's not exactly from the talking points that they sent us, but it'll do. That's correct in its own way. Yes. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash essay. You'll automatically get $23 off uh, any of your orders of uh, of the 100% eucalyptus sheets. They're silky smooth that we love. Super soft. Very comfortable. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss them a lot tonight. And you can also get the mattress. Pre-orders on the mattress. Those will be shipping very soon. They're still offering the $200 discount on pre-orders once they've got them in stock forget about that so you might want to do that now while you can you can get two hundred dollars off uh from them another twenty three dollars off from us and you're looking good on a sheets and giggles mattress designed for airflow designed for comfort you're gonna love that just like you love their sheets our show sports jason is also brought to you by homage you can go to homage right now uh, you know how to find it and use promo code sports 20 sports 20 you will automatically get 20% off. Uh, this is a one-stop shop for everything you want. This has amazing clothes, uh, joggers, sweatpants, hoodies. They've got plain T-shirts. They've got graphic T-shirts, long sleeve T-shirts. I love their graphic tees. That's what we talk about all the time on here is how good the graphic tees are. They've got officially licensed MLB, NBA, NFL shirts, tons of Chicago stuff. Uh, Russ, they supply the shirts for our show. I have the old Comiskey Park baseball palace of the world shirt. And I've always liked this about homage. They have shirts about of all of a lot of the, I think they might have every ballpark, but they have a lot of the basketball arenas and football stadiums too. They have shirts of the arenas and the stadiums. And so like, for example, I'm not a Dodgers fan at all, but I love Dodger stadium. You just at Dodger stadium uh, last month for the all-star game. Yes. I have a Dodger stadium t-shirt from homage that I love. I'm not a Dodgers fan. But I, I am a Dodger Stadium fan, so it's a cool shirt. So I got the Comiskey Park Baseball Palace of the World T-shirt today from Homage. What do you got? I have my Nickelodeon uh, <laughs> Tommy Pickles and Chucky Rugrats Jam shirt. Uh, very comfortable. Tommy Pickles, the one of the all-time leaders of friend groups. Loyal. Loyal. Like brave, loyal to his friends, go getter. What, what do you do? Uh, uh, no, I told no, you don't get to say anything. You gonna have your time. Okay. All right. You wish you could do only only wants to talk when we don't want him to talk, and then he won't talk when we do want him to talk. Who was, the, who was the girl? They had a there was a was it Angelica? Was she Angelica? was old, yeah, she's the mean they person. didn't yeah, they didn't like her. Yeah. No, she was me. She was big bully. <laughs> Big time bully. 
So Big like Susie came through, Honestly, set everything straight. Shut that down. Yep. Angelica didn't want no smoke with Susie. And then Phil, Phil and Lil were the uh, round out the group. The twins. That's right. Yeah. Correct. Tony, what do you got today for homage? Oh, uh, Mortal Kombat, baby, Sub-Zero versus Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to that fight. The game is actually pretty good, too. I played it. Very, very entertaining game. Love that game. So I had to rep Mortal Kombat NBA Jam style. So a, little, a couple thoughts on uh, Mortal Kombat. It was one of those games where, you know, I, I, I grew up in a household where when it came to the viewing or uh, or game playing, you had to mm-hmm. keep it pretty pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too much blood and guts. There was a that's right. Yep. There was a no MA game rule in the Dorsey household for for a while. And me and my brother were big fans of Mortal Kombat, and so sometimes we have to sneak the game, play the game when our parents weren't at home. Uh, but then, then you get that one time where you're playing, and then your mom walks in, and somebody's head comes off and then blood is everywhere and you get pretty graphic. And then you have that long conversation. So very good game. If you didn't grow up in a church house, maybe you don't understand that, but that was definitely my experience too, where it was like, we were not allowed to play mortal Kombat. Well, somehow we snuck street fighter in. If I remember right, I can't, I don't know what the difference could have possibly been, but mortal Kombat was a no go in our house. I'm trying to think of, Oh, um, what other games could we not play? It was just honestly just stuff that was MA. But then, you know, I was, we were, me and my brother were both big Grand Theft Auto fans. So we found a way to get around on that one. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. One of, I think that's the best of all the Grand Theft Autos, to be honest. We were such nerds that all we played was sports games. All we played was baseball and basketball and football and hockey. That was, those were our go to video games, no matter what system we had, whether it was Sega, Nintendo, N64. Uh, I can't remember what one my little brother at GameCube. No, no Mario games? Mario Kart? Oh, yeah. Well, we, I guess we had some of that. We, yeah, we had the Mario games for the original Nintendo, and we did Mario Kart all the way throughout. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart was very competitive in our house. Were you an Xbox or PlayStation guy, Jason? Uh, that was that was too late. That was I was an N64 guy. <laughs> that, I think those things, I think the things that you're mentioning came out when I was in college, and I was so afraid to have video games in college because I was like, I will lose all my time and I will not succeed in college if I have video games in my dorm. So I was like cold turkey on video games once I went to school. All right, because here's my thing, Jason. Because you're not that old. So like how old were you in 2003? 2003, I would have been 19, so I'd have been in college. You could play the game. Madden was out. All that stuff was out around on PlayStation One. I was deathly afraid of if I went. If it was like, it was like it would be like a it would be like a gateway drug, and that I would like never, I would never be able to get it under control if I started having video games in my dorm room. Bro, I would never get any schoolwork done. (laughs) (laughs) It's mad. Jesus Christ! What man said, "Hey, if I hit that thing once, that's right. No going back." That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, like video games cut into my homework quite a bit uh, before college, like high school and uh, middle school, and even. 
grade school, it was much more fun to do video games than homework and then just scramble to try to get the homework done 10 minutes before class the next day. College doesn't work like that. Not if you go to a real school. You, it doesn't work like that. It's a lot harder. You have to really be on top of things. I mean, could not take the chance. That. Could not take that. the chance. College is much easier than high school. Oh, I didn't. A hundred percent. Really? One thousand percent. Wow. I felt like college is where I actually learned to work. Let's, I mean, let's, let's get to that learn? in a second. Okay. Let's get to that in a second. Uh, you can go to homage. You can get Mortal Kombat, Nickelodeon, licensed MLB, NBA, NFL. They're dropping so much NFL stuff. I can't even keep track of it. Like no matter what team you like, they're putting out what player you like. Even they're putting out new stuff all the time. You can go to homage and get 20% off using our promo code sports 20. I feel like I got a political science degree in college, Russ. So it's not like I'm using that very much or at all, really, other than just to inform myself about the world around me. I'm not using it in my job, writing about football practice at this point. That's the kind of degree you would get if you were going to like go to law school, which is what I had been thinking at the time. I feel like the thing that I learned in college as far as like the work in school was to work like how the amount of hard work it takes to successfully manage multiple things and the amount of organization that it takes to manage multiple things at a time to be able to look at your week and say, I got all these deadlines this week and this. So the times I'm going to work on this is going to be here, here and here. And I'm going to be disciplined and I'm going to get up early or I'm going to stay up late or I'm going to you know leave the house and make sure I get this. That's what I learned in college more so than you know, how the government of Germany or the government of Italy or Iran works, which is all stuff that I learned and really don't remember anymore. I think uh, college was like, I, I think you actually learn things in college, whereas in high school, you kind of learn stuff to regurgitate it on the exam that you have to take. Um, and for me, I was always a I've always been a just treat me like an adult and let me and get out of the way. And college allows you to do that, where it's like, dog, if you don't study, you're going to fail. And if you fail, you're going to drop out. So. You can do what you want to do. Ain't nobody going to hold your hand in this. Um, but as far as the challenge, high school is way, at least to me, like like when you got to do algebra, geometry, calculus, trig, all that stuff, and then not have to do that until I did. I think I had a math class my senior year of college, and it was like, Dog, I haven't looked at numbers since, <laughs> since my junior year of high school. But like I got a f- but I think a lot of the things I learned in, in college, like I could apply them in my life. Unlike high school, they were practical for Mr. Practical Jason Leisure here. I, I would I would sure. imagine that he would enjoy that. And like I got like a 4.0 my last mm, four semesters in college. That's pretty good. And I wasn't like some brainiac kid, but it was just like, oh, OK, I'm learning things. I enjoy the things I'm learning about. And I was struggling to get to three in high school. You know what I'm saying? I think it took me until my final year of college to grasp that you were here to actually learn and not just get the grades that you needed to get, because that was how I treated high school It's like I just whatever I got to do to get the grades that I need. And it's like, if I try in high school, it was like, if I try, I'll get an A. And if I, you know, kind of try, I'll get a B. And if I don't try, I'll still get a C. 
It's like, you know, and C in my house was to my parents was like F. So you had to really, you had to really not get a C. You could be okay with a B or an A or whatever, but if you got a C, you're in trouble. College, that didn't work. I got there and it's like, oh, if you don't try, you will be out of here and at community college by January. That's how it works. It's not if, if I don't, if I kind of try, I'll get a B still. No, nah, that isn't how it works here. Not yeah. even for the easy classes. And but it still even took me probably rust on like my final year. I think if I took college now, if I went and retook it or went to get a, uh, a master's degree or something like that, I would be so much more engaged in the actual learning instead of like, what do I got to do to be able to pass the test or to get a good enough grade on the homework to be able to move on? Because I always, I think, viewed school as something that I just had to get through to be able to do what I wanted to do instead of something that was actually going to be enriching and educational for me. I always kind of viewed school as just a life experiment. A life uh, experiment? Yeah. It's your earlier stages of how are you going to get through life? How are you going to deal with different issues? That's what I kind of got most out of high school is okay, how do I deal with this situation? The work, the schoolwork wasn't as important to me. Like, I just, all right, do what I got to do to get the grade. I'm not sure if I'm going to use this or not, but the, the practical thinking and how to get along with people that you don't like, I think is the most important thing. How to operate in a world of people you don't necessarily know and don't necessarily like and sometimes don't care to know. How do yeah. you deal? How do you deal with like what is popularity now? It's Instagram success and like dealing with all of those things uh, and how to work around people. I think is the is the most beneficial thing that you can learn out of high school. I can't remember one thing that I learned specifically in high school that I keep today. I just don't think that high that honestly, I don't think education is really that functional. Honestly, I think it needs to be reworked entirely. Um. But yeah, that's that's those are things that I got. It, it's more tangible things than anything practical that I got from from high school. I don't remember. I think of the things I learned in high school, I retained twenty five percent, maybe thirty, and of that thirty, most of that is Spanish, and. AP Gov stuff because I'm like a history nerd. But other than that, man, like I'm not. I don't remember. Other than mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like I don't. I don't really know what to tell you about what I learned in biology class. What is mitochondria again? The powerhouse of the cell. Nice. Okay. Then, you made that sound. You made that science sound cool. Hey, that's that's honestly the one thing I think most kids remember from biology class. Other than that, man. You got it. I, I don't I don't I don't really. Yeah. But I would I had, say this of, of in college of the stuff I learned in college, I've probably retained 80 percent of that. I'm not sure that there's hardly any of it I've retained, although uh, at this point, other than just that, the work ethic and organization skills that I mentioned. But there was one time in college where my old philosophy, my old strategy of of how I did things in high school actually worked where there was I had the hardest time passing math. In college, I'm just not a math person. I had a lot of struggles with it. I had teachers that were difficult to understand and classes that were difficult for me to follow. And I kept having to, like in college, they give you this deadline of uh, 
like, you know, if you, if you drop the class by whatever date into mm-hmm. the semester, then it doesn't count right against your GPA. So it's like if you're failing after 15 days or whatever, you better get out. You better drop that class because you're going to take that zero. You're going to you're, it's going to really hurt you. Um, and finally, I got to the end of the line where it's like I've got to. it was my sophomore year. And it's like I've got to pass a math class here. And I was in calculus, some kind of college calculus class, and I was just failing everything the whole semester. <laughs> and this was like staying in school was on the line here because I went to Tulane and it was expensive and it was far away. And my parents were kicking in some of the money for it. And my my dad in particular said, if you're not if your grades aren't, you know, here by the end of this semester, that's it. Like, I can't tell you what to do because you're a grown up, but I can definitely take my money back and you can figure it out. Maybe it's an IU for you after that. And then I use a good school, but I didn't want to go to school in DeKalb. I wanted to go to school in New Orleans. And I percentage wise would have probably been averaging like about a 50 percent in this class over the tests and the assignment. It just was miserable for me. And I was trying. This is the part my parents didn't believe was that I was trying. Yeah. Uh, and it just wasn't happening for me. And then we had the final exam. And the night before the final exam, my wife's roommate or my girlfriend's roommate or friend's roommate at the time, uh, she was like a math whiz. And she's like, oh, your class is this or whatever. I can teach you that. And I'm like, well, okay, sure. She goes, no, no, no. I can teach you the whole thing. Like tonight, I can teach you all of calculus tonight. And I was like, all right. And so we spent like three hours on that the night before the exam. And I walked out of that three hours and I was like, I think I know calculus actually. It was weird. It's like a superpower. And so I didn't even like stay up all night studying. I went home, went to bed and slept and woke up in the morning. Didn't really cram in the morning. Just went and had a nice breakfast, went in, took the test and walked out of there and felt like I got every single problem right. I'm sure I did. Because I knew all this stuff. Still shouldn't have been enough mathematically for me to pass the class. <laughs> right. How bad I had done. So as this goes on and as the reality of possibly uh, being having to transfer to NIU or wherever after this semester, we, we start to get toward mid-December, early December, where you're going to find out what the grades are. And I'm like, man, I'm nervous about this. Like, I think I'm going to be okay in all my other classes. But this one, this math class is like, even if I got an A, I'm in trouble. I got to go talk to the professor. And so I went down to the math room or math offices or whatever. I'm trying to find this professor. He looked like uh, the guy from Scooby-Doo. He looked like Shaggy. Okay. So it would have been an easy guy to find. And uh, couldn't find him. Found his desk. It was empty. And I, cause I don't know what I was going down there to do. Maybe I was going to try to just appeal to him of like, hey, man, like, I'm sure I did well on your final. You probably already graded it. You probably saw that I did really well. It Can we? Is there something we can talk about here? You know, can, can I show you a little shoulder? Is that <laughs> oh my God. If that's what it took, Tone, if that's what it took to stay in school, to stay at Tulane. <laughs> and man, the most random thing, he left the grade sheet. He left his list of the grades for our class specifically sitting on his desk. Not like, you know, when you try out for uh, JV baseball and they're like, we're going to post the list in the morning. It wasn't like that. It just happened to be there. It just happened to be sitting there. And it happened to be for our class that he taught out of whatever many classes he taught. And I look at it and I look down the list and I see my name and I see like it has columns where it has each test that you've taken and then your final exam and then your final grade. And I'm looking and it's like each test is like E, 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 final exam, A, 
final grade for the semester, A. And I was like, this guy gave me an A for the entire semester because I aced the final. I could have cheated. And I didn't. Mm. I promise you, I did not. I learned that stuff that night and like through like the the supernatural uh, <laughs> like influence of God was able to pet, to get an A on that exam and then got an A for the semester. It's a good story. Started dating my wife the next semester when I didn't go back to NIU and came back to Tulane, started dating my wife the next semester. That's that's a good, really good story. I was going to say, hey, man, I was in the same boat and uh, Mathaway.com helped the boy. Great is, that a, is that a cheating website or <laughs> you don't, you don't say it like that it's a so yes it's, it's a uh math resource math it's, it's a math look man that's I, a real I, thing does it still exist I, I i kid you not yeah so i would i have it's no like, problem it sounds saying. like it'd be like a, like some like uh like it'd be a medicine or something you know so like, le- legit like it, it is a acneaway.com or no something it, like it's that. mathway.com it, it's a resource for students where you can put problems in and it does the problem for you and also for, for years it was even if you cheated it was like you didn't show your work so you get it wrong and over the years people had learned like oh we can just get the formulas and so I think their free website, you got to do like five problems with the formula before you had to pay. And so I think okay. for like a, a month, it was like $6.99. And I'm like, dog, what? $6.99 to get an A in, in math? Yeah, absolutely, no kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I it, it's, it's one of those risks you take and it's like calculated. And I would sit behind a pillar in my math class and to have my phone right there. I'm writing, I'm writing. Do, 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 do. Formula, boom. That's how your boy got his first A in math ever in his life. This is going to both shock you and not shock you, but the most amazing part of that to me is the idea of having had a smartphone when you were in college. Hey, man. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the time I lived. So Jason, you we were we were on our, our really fun high school college topic earlier. Yes. But it and it got me thinking, kids are back in school. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's oh, oh yeah. Tony, I'm doing all your things because you're not oh. doing them, man. You got it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Started, I'm, I'm uh, pay, started this week, I believe. I, I just it's crazy. Like it feels like kids go back to school way earlier now than when we were kids. Or even when I don't know oh, when yeah. they went back when you were kids, when you were a kid. I think it, I think it was late August. Yeah, that's when. And we now it's like school. early to mid. I don't know if that's a COVID thing because they wanted to start banking days in the summertime in case they ended up having to close at some point. But yeah, they it, that has that has stuck. They definitely go earlier now. I I, I and I I asked somebody about it, a parent, and they said, so back in the day when you started school in late August. And then you'd have Christmas break. You'd come back to school and then you'd have finals like that week after. And so what they did was they moved it up a week so that when you take you take your finals, then you go home for Christmas break. So you don't have to force kids that to remember too. anything. So it's more Christmas like college, break. like you get your Correct. exams and you get out of and there. And then you get yeah. out of there. And you're free. You're not right. expected to then spend your whole Christmas break studying. That's what we went through. 
Yeah. You all enjoy think- your Christmas break. And when you get back, we're going to smack you upside the head with all these tests that your entire grade depends on. <laughs> that was enjoy- awful. Enjoy Christmas. That was that they they was on bull for that. I don't know who said that was a good that, idea. Honestly, Russ, that was like one of the most amazing things to me when I got to college was like, oh, the break is actually a break. A month? For like three or four weeks, and there's nothing expected of us when we get we start brand new classes when we get yes. back. It's amazing. Awesome class in different buildings. It's yeah, it makes way more sense. Um, but now it, it's like kids are back in school, traffic's back to being bad. You got school buses everywhere. It is a I I it's it's weird though, because like I feel like this this nostalgia of Whenever I feel or whenever I see uh, the Little League World Series, I know school's about to start. Like that was always one of those moments in the summer for me where I was like, oh, here comes the Little League World Series. School's about to start up. Or here come the Olympics. School's about to start up. Did you have moments like that for you where it's like a moment in time where you're like, OK, this is about to happen in within my year? Well, I uh, I had a similar thought. And it brought me great grief. Oh, thinking about it because I hated that feeling. It, no, it's awful. It's terrible. It's the worst feeling. And as much as that feeling of school break, like at the end of the school year, feels great, I would not trade what being an adult for that feeling of going back <laughs> to school. Yeah, it, back to school time the was the worst. Worst. The worst. I can't imagine any worse feeling as a child. Then, okay, guys, we're going back to school shopping. Yeah, uh, tone, tone. All right, so to that point, this is the worst, Jason. And I don't know, you probably do this to your kids, so you probably enjoy this. When your parents hit you with that couple weeks or a week before school, all right, you need to get yourself back on schedule. So I'm going to be, oh my God. Oh my God. It was the worst. Like, hey, you need to get yourself back on your schedule. Time to go to bed. Or, hey, you need to so get up. We, we didn't do, we didn't do that in our house. When I was a kid, we didn't do that in our house because my mom believed we should stay on schedule the entire summer. Oh, so no. there was a hard and fast rule in our house that you were up by eight. Which is later than you would get to uh, sleep in on a school day, but not by much. Up by eight. We're not wasting the, the day every day in the summer. At my dad's house, my dad didn't care. Sleep till 10, 30, whenever, 12, whatever you want. Doesn't matter. And there, therein lies one of the problems of living in two houses. <laughs> uh, the thing that the thing my my wife does with our kids now that that incenses them, they look at her like, are you high when she says this? And I think you'll agree with this, Russ, is – she about this is the last couple summers about three weeks out from the start of school starts having them do a math worksheet every day uh, just one math worksheet in the morning just kind of get morning, you back like get used to doing and oh and they it, they when when that first gets introduced they are irate yeah yeah you got you i you get the dirty look from me ashley i'm not gonna lie to you yeah it that's it's yeah. Hey, you, you're up. You're having a good time. And a lot of when you're having fun doing something. Me and my brother would be up playing the game. It's like 10, maybe 1030. Here come my mom. Awesome. Hey, y'all need to get yourself back on y'all schedule. I think y'all should go to bed. It's like <laughs> ruining everything, ruining well, all what, the fun. What happens when you're married is you it's same page all the time. You're always on the same page, even when you're not. So 
my wife will tell them like, hey, we're going to start doing math worksheets every day. And I will react in my mind like, oh, man, summer's over. And then I remember like, wait, no, 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 I have to support. I'm on board with this. That's right. I was like, yeah, you kids need to be doing that math. That's right. <laughs> Mathway.com. But then, but then they start asking why. And it's like, I, I, well, I don't really know the reason, but I didn't put this room in place. Your mother did. So. I don't see why you can't just start getting in shape when training camp starts. But, right. uh, <laughs> you know, this is important. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Back to school time. I'm, I'm with Tone, though. That that feeling in your stomach where it's like, dude, there's still like two weeks, three weeks left in the summer. And I feel like school's starting tomorrow. Cause now I got to go back to school shopping and your parents always try to make it like, so, Ooh, you get to get a new book bag. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> bro, I don't care about this damn Scooby-Doo book bag. And you know, and you know what else parents used to do too? And then they'd be like, Oh, you must want to work every day. And it's like, no, that's what they would no. tell you when you complain about school. Yeah, that is that is not <laughs> the proper context of no, which this is. Because if all. I work every also, day, that also, means I should you- get. If if I work every day, that means I should get to stay up as much as I want. That means mm-hmm. I, I should get to eat what I want. Yeah. That mm-hmm. means I should get to hang out as much as I want. Mm-hmm. No, you want me to go to work every day and still follow childlike rules. That is mm-hmm. not fair. Mm-hmm. What, your your great reward spent. for uh, for doing all that school is that you then get to work every day also when you're done. Uh, I mean, if I didn't go to school, there's 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 work out there. No, I mean, but even if you do go to school, then when you're done, the great reward is you mm-hmm. still have to then go work every day. Yeah, that's but that's my choice. Though. Yeah, it's not like if you do this school though, then you're then you're good, then you're set. You can just sit back and collect your millions. So then you would have the like the big old list. So either you had the the pre-parent meeting where they'd go to your school and they'd meet all your teachers. They'd give you the list like a week before. And then, or some schools had them in Walmart or in Target already. And then you do the back to school shopping and you're getting all these number two pencils. And then I remember the the year that, I, ooh, I get mechanical pencils. And my mom tried to make that be a cool thing. Like, ooh, you don't have to sharpen them anymore. Like, Grow, growing like, up, Russ. Thanks, thanks, mom. Or, did they or do like, move too? Did they do that move too? Ooh, ooh you get mechanical pencils. <laughs> you can't see I'm moving my hands in a, a circular motion. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's funny but like at the time it, it wasn't as funny um but then like the school would make you buy all this stuff that you weren't gonna like these composition notebooks that i'm gonna use two times this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then you have to get one for each subject right i got, I got paper and all this what do i need four five of these and then the school would finesse you and say hey every kid has to buy 10 boxes of tissue <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, because you guys are too cheap to buy it yourself. You want me yeah. to spend my yeah. parents' hard-earned money on this That's right. tissue. Should I be going to Costco and bringing in a big box of toilet paper, too? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> for the bathroom? I'm getting off. I never... school saying, all right, hand sanitizer, erasers. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, everyone need, you, that need ten, you need a package of 10 number two pencils. You need mm-hmm. three spiral-bound notebooks. Yep. And uh, and everyone, please bring a, uh, a a portable air conditioner. How about How about we buy as we go? Cause that's what I know. What I know. <laughs> I'm a tone. <laughs> Yo, you're assuming we're gonna use all this stuff, right. yeah. and maybe you can do the spiral see. notebooks. But you're not using none. You're using like two paper, two sheets of that composition notebook. And unless I'm trying, unless I'm uh, trying to be an aspiring rapper, I ain't using a, a composition notebook for anything. Like, what are we doing here? I'm just writing a 16 in third grade. Yo, go. it was you know a, it was a big deal once you got to get the big calculator. 
at some point, I think uh, high the Texas instrument. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get well the big calculator though, the scientific calculator. Yes. That you could mm-hmm. that you could put games on. And again, this is pre cell phones, at least pre cell phones in any meaningful way. The graphing, do... the graphing calculator. There you go. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. know how to use one if it was in front of me right now, but you could play <laughs> Snake on there. That's pretty much the way that that's pretty much the best thing you could say about all the electronics back then is uh well you can play snake on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you had a phone back then or a calculator or or even like video games most of the time, it was pretty much just you could play snake on there. College was worse with the supply list, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Oh, they like, can. Oh, you talking about yeah. six hundred dollars on yeah. books? Yeah. On a book, on a book where we're gonna only look at one oh chapter. Oh my god! One chapter. Yeah. I was Scam. so mad. I'm like, what are y'all? So after 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 I learned the game, after I learned the finesse, mm-hmm. uh, after the first semester, I'm like, man, I'm googling this book. Mm-hmm. Man, it's people scanning the book on the internet. I'm like, I'm yes, never buying a book. book ever again. Like y'all are lying to me, and that's why I, I got discouraged in college. I'm like, what am I doing here other than y'all finessing me for money? I really enjoyed college, but that 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 to your point, Tone, was definitely the most annoying part about school. It's like, bro, this book costs seven hundred dollars. So I became an ebook guy very quickly mm-hmm. after that freshman year. You go to the bookstore, where there's some books that you could only buy in your school's bookstore mm-hmm. that you can't buy on a, ch- a chegg or whatever. Yeah. Rough time. I didn't have that. I didn't have that experience so much in uh, at Tulane. I felt like we we had to spend a bunch of money on these books, but then we would use the whole book. I mean, there would be material used from it, um, especially as you like went up in political science classes. But I went one semester of my college time to Northwestern State University in Louisiana, and it was the semester my school was closed for a semester because of Hurricane Katrina. So we went. I, we could kind of just go wherever you could. And you you can stay on track to graduate on time, which is why I wanted to do this. And so I went to Northwestern State and one of my classes, Russ, it was a journalism class. And I was very excited to take journalism classes there. I thought this would be interesting. Tulane didn't have journalism classes. And I thought this would be good. I'll take a couple of journalism classes while I'm here. Uh, one of them was like a high level journalism class. And the only book that was required was a book that the teacher wrote. <laughs> it was his book. Yeah, and I had, it was I like had a couple of the those. book was the book was but the book was like not even a journalism book. It was like a book. It was like memoirs. It was like musings about life in Louisiana. It was so useless. Say, like, hey, bro, this ain't teach me nothing about journalism. Everybody's buying my book. That's it. That's our course uh, material list. That was actually my favorite class, though, because that class was supposed to be, you know, how you have the uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes that are like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then you have the or you can get on a Tuesday, Thursday class and it's like two hours each yes. class or whatever. And so this was a Tuesday, Thursday class. Every class was going to be two hours. And the guy, the first day said, all right, look, eh, we're not meeting on Thursdays. I was like, all right, that sounds great. Cause I think this is like my only class on Thursdays. So I don't even have to drive out here for this. Uh, and then it turned out, we also didn't really meet on Tuesdays. <laughs> um, okay. He, he was just never there. It was all just a big scam to get people to, to get 13 students to buy his book, I guess. That is hilarious. Got an A. <laughs> well, I would hope so. Were, <laughs> right, right. How could you were not? You guys, were you guys a, especially when you're younger or even in your older years, were you a layout your outfit for before first day of school, kid? I, you asked that like past tense, man. I still do that every day. <laughs> but, 
But Jason, the you don't care. You put on a, a, a polo and khakis and you go out to Lake Forest. As a kid, though, you're like, ooh, I'm going to kill him with this. I know. Yes. I yes, definitely. And it's always a thing of like, how fast can I get this washed and dried and back in the rotation? <laughs> like, I'm wearing this Monday. I think, Mom, you should be having this back to me by like Thursday morning. I should be. I should be. Yeah. Yeah, this, I, uh, I, this, yes. this Adidas hoodie, this is going twice this week. It was always okay. I get to kill him with this new pair of shoes that I just got. And I don't know about you guys, but I was in a household where it wasn't like I was having eight, nine, ten pairs of Jordans and stuff like mm-hmm. I have now uh, that, that I pay for them myself. Like they're like, all right, you get one pair, mm-hmm. maybe two, and you got to wear them shits for the year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Gym class, field trips. Yes, definitely. All One pair of shoes. For all wearing of them and joints down to the rubber. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and it was in our house. It was uh, like it was. I think capped at like maybe fifty dollars or something like that. So it was going to be whatever was the best you could find at the outlet mall or or Marshalls or something like that. And you were going to just hope you find it. Man, is there just some like uh, is something in know, style? Yeah, is there some pair of like uh, you know Jason Kidd shoes that is, is defective or something and landed at Marshalls? That can I get away with that? Backwards. Yeah, there you go. Right, <laughs> right. Or something's misspelled. Or I think my favorite pair of like actually well-known shoes that I had when I was a kid, and I don't know how I would. And maybe maybe the reason I got these um, under the fifty-dollar limit is because they actually are way more popular now than they were back then. Were a, I had a pair of the Shaq Gnosis shoes. Um, you guys know immediately what I'm Reeboks, talking about because they're like a cult classic. I don't think yes. they were that popular at the time, but they have actually become like a cult classic. Yeah, my uh, my elementary school days, there was a huge fila phase. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was going around yeah. in the country. Grant Hill. And they were uh, like, it was the same shoe style-wise, yeah, but they came in like a bunch of different colors so if you saw somebody like oh man i ain't see that colorway in, in the store and they were relatively cheap ish um I, I that's what i look at now like oh that's why everybody had it, had it uh but man yeah if you you got to put out the and you have to wear uniforms so you know as long as it was clean and pressed uh nobody could you know really rag on you you know if uh you pulled up to school so yeah, that was that was yeah. You do the thing. You pull out the fit, put out the shoes, which is the most important. And uh, hopefully, nobody uh, talks about you for for a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, one hundred percent. So I remember there was like a stay year. low, huh? As long as no one says anything about you, you're good. Yeah. The year I was in sixth grade was the year that Starberries boomed onto the scene. Ah oh, man, and for whatever reason, everybody was like. Getting starberries, mm. so I'm like, "Ooh, this is my chance!" An inexpensive shoe has risen from the ashes. <laughs> 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 I told my parents, "You, uh, Stefan Marbury got a shoe, and he only charged like twenty bucks for them joints. We need to get the Stephen Berries." And so we went over <laughs> to Chicago Ridge to the Stephen Berry store, and I run to the back with my brother, and I'm like, "I gotta get these starberries." And they have like rows Whoa, of starberries, and I'm like, oh my goodness! And all that lasted for like a year, year and a half. And then Steve, uh, Stephen Barry went out of business. Starberries folded, uh, and then I'm back to getting my one pair of shoes a year. But 
for that one year, it was like, oh man, I get to feel like the other kids. I had, I came out there with bags of shoes. That was a that was a different experience than I had with the strawberries, man. Really, we 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 were forced to get them, and boy, boy, did we hear about it in school. See, I've I've heard two different stories with the strawberries. Either you you were at a school where everybody had them, or you at a school where you had them, and the kids gave you the business. Freshman freshman year at Whitney Young High School, uh, a lot of affluent kids went to that school. Uh, including one Michael uh, Jeffrey Jordan's kid, Marcus Jordan. Uh, and man, I got cooked in front of the entire basketball team because I had some strawberries. Oh, it was oh, not a good oh, feeling. Man. Not See, a good it, feeling get, getting treated by, by dudes that are ranked in, in the state. It did not feel great. This man getting killed by Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing, though. It ain't fair you make fun of me. Your dad is literally the brand. Right. That was my point. I, I That was my rebuttal. I'm like, I'm not a Jordan. What do you expect me to do? Like, I can't yeah. just go to the factory and just <laughs> right. pick out a hundred of the things that I want. Right. Sorry. Yes. I was like, yes, I have strawberries. Yes. This is what I do. Oh, tone. Damn. Hey, man, make it, make, make it tougher, make it stronger. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I was in the same boat where I had to be quick with the, with the responses. Mm-hmm. So I remember one day I was getting talked about for the shoes I had on. <laughs> and so do you remember is, what they were? I had on some I think they were sketchers or something. Okay. And this kid was laughing, laha, you got on sketchers making jokes. And then it was like right when the crowd bubbles up where it's like, ooh, what's what's he gonna say? Are we gonna laugh mm-hmm. at him or laugh mm-hmm. at the other person? And mm-hmm. so then I said, This is mean looking back, but I was in the right. I said, the only reason that you have any of the clothes that you have on is your parents got divorced and they're trying to make up for it by buying you all this stuff. Wow. <laughs> wow. Everybody, so then everybody goes, oh! <laughs> but the problem was, <laughs> kid starts crying. And I'm like, Uh-oh. oh, no, 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 Okay, well, that's still a hard age for that kid to hear that. But I, but I, 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 I hey, understand. Well, don't take it out on other kids yeah, who have you. parents I'm with that you. love them. I'm with and you. Are still married. He backed <laughs> you into a corner. You had no choice. You right. had to go nuclear. I, I get it. As a kid, you gotta go. You like, look, I'm, I'm back against the, the, the. Literally, all your friends are watching. Everybody want to laugh, and I'm like, I, I, I'll be damned if I get made in front of in the lunchroom because you want to get some jokes off. Well, you didn't know I knew the complex within your household. <laughs> It's scary how many times you, how many times I hear a story about you acting like that, and I'm like, mm, kind of on his side. But no, no, no. But I, 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 I look back now, and I'm like, I'm I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily wrong. I was trying to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Also, like, bro, you can't talk about people and expect nobody to say something back. Yeah, exactly. I just went for the, I just went for the throat. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you got it. Yeah. You woke up the bear. <laughs> so then we went from that to the me sending the hitters after. <laughs> People. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. 
In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Let's do pay homage, Tone. You got homage, that. H-O-M-A-G-E. It's time to give honor to whom honor is due. I take the cash and I take the respect. Give it up, give it up, give it up. We just want our respect. To some people, that's more important. It's time to pay homage. And I want my damn respect, too. Presented by our friends at Homage Clothing. I have a good pay homage this week that I'm very excited about because I learned something that I did not know about. It's some baseball history that you, I'm guessing that you will have at least heard of this, Russ. But this was totally unfamiliar to me and fascinating to me. Pay Homage is brought to you by Homage. They supply the shirts for our show. They make incredible clothing, um, joggers, sweatpants, shorts, hoodies, long sleeve tees, all these graphic tees that you see us wearing, all available at Homage. Licensed MLB, NBA, NFL. They do one of the things they do so well is they do individual player shirts in all the sports or these uh, two player combo like NBA Jam, MLB Jam, NFL Jam type shirts. Uh, really cool shirts. I got the Comiskey Park, old Comiskey Park Baseball Palace of the World T-shirt today. So much pop culture stuff too. You see Russ wearing the Nickelodeon Tommy and Chucky shirt, and Tony wearing the Mortal Kombat shirt that I would uh, not have been allowed to wear as a kid, but it looks good on you, Tony. I like it. Uh, and and the best thing is, you can go to Homage and you can get twenty percent off with our promo code Sports Twenty Sports Two Zero. Uh, Russ, who are you paying homage to this week? I am paying homage to a guy that you heard from in our pay homage open where he says, and I want my damn respect. One LeBron Raymond James, who signed a two year, $97 million extension with the Los Angeles Lakers, which brings him to when this deal is done, a career earnings of $532 million, making him the richest player in NBA history and that is just on career earnings nothing that, he made outside of basketball that is an amazing number off just contracts just NBA contracts 532 million dollars and I, I I think we we take for granted the career longevity that is LeBron James the fact that he played long enough to be he's gonna be 38 years old in December and he will still be playing at 40 years old. And until the time comes when he's not, you got to imagine it's going to be at a really high level. He averaged 30 points a game, eight rebounds and six assists at 37 years of age last year. And the, for the $532 million he made on the court during his over 20 years in the NBA, he's made likely double that off the court. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing. So I'm oh, yeah. paying to the Ohio, 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 Ohio legend. <laughs> Ohio legend. Oh, that was a spell the Southern Black. The Ohio. Chicago. <laughs> that was my grandparents coming up. The Ohio legend uh, via the Ohio brand in homage, uh, LeBron James. 
Tony, I'm guessing that you actually, uh, I don't want to get into this because we're paying homage, but I'm guessing Tony doesn't actually like that contract for the Lakers. Tony, who do you want to pay homage to? I want to pay homage to a, a guy that brought me great laughter uh, since I've known about him probably a few years ago. Uh, Teddy Ray, comedian Teddy Ray. Um, he was one of my favorite underground kind of digital social media uh, comedians, and he was really, really funny. He uh, unfortunately passed this week. Um, the details about how his passing is still aren't uh, revealed, but that doesn't matter to me. He was a, a joy. Every time I saw a Teddy Ray video, I was watching it. I follow him on Twitter. I follow him on Instagram. Um, very, very funny guy. Uh, and he died young, too, 32 years old, uh, which is very, very unfortunate. He had a lot of life to live. Um, my condolences go and my prayers and thoughts go out to his family. Um he man, he was so funny. <laughs> if if you have time and you're listening to this, please go look up on YouTube all of his skits, all of his work um that he's done over the last, you know, 12, 15 years. Uh, and it's all great in everything, everything that he's done is, is always funny. So I'm paying homage to uh comedian Teddy Ray. Uh may he rest in power. Um that was that was my guy. So definitely appreciate him. If you've ever seen the joke on social where you see a guy saying double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon, hella ass, that's that's Teddy Ray. I learned that phrase from Tony, double cheeked up. Mm-hmm. Got that from Teddy Ray. Ah, okay, there you go. Uh, I'm going to pay homage to baseball legend Satchel Paige. And I heard a Satchel Page story in the past week that I was not aware of. And maybe many of you have heard this. This was common knowledge. This was like there's plenty of articles about this, but I hadn't heard about this because it happened 20 years before I was born. Uh, Satchel Page, the Hall of Famer, debuted in 1927. So think about that. Like he would have he, he never did, but he could have faced Babe Ruth. He pitched. He finished this incredibly long career in 1953 with the St. Louis Browns, which then became the Baltimore Orioles. That's, or at least that's what people thought. People thought, okay, 1953, I think it's 26 seasons. Now he's done 26, 27 seasons. He still keeps trying to pitch and trying to make it in. And he's pitching in the minor leagues and people are giving him chances, but he's trying to get back to the majors deep into his fifties. And then uh, Charles Finley, the owner of the Kansas city A's at the time, hatches this gimmick of we're going to bring Satchel Paige in to pitch in a real game. We're going to bring him onto the roster. He's going to pitch in a game in 1965 at age 59. Think right now about people you know that are 59, like around 59. So this is clearly a publicity stunt, and Satchel Paige is kind of, you know, hamming it up, playing into the publicity stunt. He's sitting in a rocking chair in the uh, in the bullpen. The bullpen is kind of underground, and uh, he makes some joke like, well, hey, at my age, I'm already like, you know, pretty much underground anyway. Very funny. Uh, showman. But then Satchel Page is actually going to pitch in a major league game at 59 years old. Russ, here's his line from this game. Three innings pitched, one hit, one strikeout, no runs on 28 pitches. It's pretty a good. Teammate, a teammate estimated that uh, after watch, and he said that he, Satchel Page had only thrown about 10 warm-up pitches to get ready. A teammate estimated that he's probably thrown about mid-80s at age 59. 
That's like insane. no nobody told Satchel this was all a big joke. <laughs> and for and for his time period, and when he was in his prime, he was probably throwing 100 miles an hour. But for his time period at 59, 80 mid 80s is, was still like getting it up. There. Still fast. Yes, that was still pretty fast when I was a kid. Yeah, like that fifty nine year old man throwing mid eighties is insane. He actually he actually continued to try to make it after that and was still pitching for a triple A affiliate of I want to say it was the Braves at sixty two and faced Hank Aaron in an intra squad game, like a spring training game, and got him out. I mean, amazing career. And actually, uh, I mean, just like I mean, just through everything that he went through from having to work his way out of the, the Negro leagues into the major leagues, um, get that opportunity. I think he was the first black pitcher in the American league or national, one of the two leagues. I can't remember that. I mean, really a, a groundbreaking player in a lot of ways, but I thought that story was amazing. We're going to trot out this old man as a publicity stunt. And then, and then he's going to get everybody out. He's going to get through three innings at 59 on 28 pitches. One hit, one hit. That's all. Yeah. Struck a guy out. Amazing. Uh, Pay Homage is brought to you by Homage. And you can go on there now and get um, all kinds of different, you know, throwback shirts, baseball, uh, basketball. They've got a lot of good baseball throwback stuff. They probably have. Actually, I know that they have. I've seen it. They have um, Satchel Page shirts on there that you can get. But they also have, you know, more recent throwbacks. If you're a 90s kid, they've got like Ken Griffey Jr. stuff, Frank Thomas stuff, uh, Ryan Sandberg stuff. They've got this deal with Topps the baseball card company, a bunch of their retro stuff. Um, you can go on there and get any of that, any of those retro graphic tees, any of the cool stuff that you see us wearing here on our videos. And you can get 20% off if you use our promo code SPORTS20 at Homage. That's SPORTS20. So Miles Brennan was a quarterback at LSU and was – likely when the summer started in line to be in the running for starting quarterback this year for the LSU Tigers and Miles Brennan, like many college athletes getting a lot of NIL money, a lot of deals from various brands. And he actually got some for some pretty big names. He had six NIL deals in total, two of those coming from Raising Canes and Smoothie King. Okay. I think those are both uh, like Louisiana, New Orleans-based companies, aren't they? Uh, Raising Cane's, I think, is a Texas-based company. Okay, so I don't know. Yeah, neither here nor there. Um, it came. Yeah, out probably of- a ne- probably a needless contribution. Yeah, by yeah. Me. yeah. that's no, correct. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, need, uh, but I- <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Not, not helpful in any way. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> correct. We can call it. We can call it what it is. We're all about honesty on this show. Earlier was this week, it was useless and inaccurate. Earlier this week, Miles Brennan announced that he would be walking away from football after not playing a down. But NIL deals can't be based on performance, and he walks away with all the NIL money. He is now has now jumped Cristiano Felicio in terms of kings of the finesse. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's better be careful who he took that NIL money from. I mean, they're all legitimate businesses. They're legitimate businesses. All legitimate LLCs. Well, well you know, 
corporations of the sort. And uh, according to the NIL rules, it's not based on performance. Yeah, it's so you can't take it away because he didn't play. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, if I'm a business, man, and to me, this was always the, the part of the whole NIL phase, wild, wild west that we're in. I'm not just giving my money to some kid because they have a million followers on IG. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could do that. Um, Decoldis Crawford, who Tone talked about way back before he got to prominence, mm-hmm. just had an air conditioner commercial that has now reached 5 million views on social. I think that's a quality investment for that air condi- heating and air conditioning company. I'm glad you brought that up uh, because I wanted to get to that at some point. It's coming up on 6 million views now as oh of tonight. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, Tony has the, the commercial. Let's play it. I'm so glad we called SOS. Our AC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, now playing at Lincoln. When your AC isn't the coldest, you call SOS heating and cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from the coldest. We'll keep you cool this summer. I love it. Perfection. That like, that's, it, that's exactly what that, that's exactly now, see, that's what not, that's not raising canes or Nike or, no. or Smoothie King. That's no. that is local. That's Eagle Man type commercial right there. If you're that, listening I, to this in Chicago, you know what that is. I think out of every kid, every kid who has gotten an NIL deal, that might be the the best investment a company made. He's literally that is literally making money off your name. He yes. doesn't get yeah. that deal if his name is not the No, no. Mm-hmm. You know, SOS has sold a lot of air conditioners. Uh, <laughs> so good for him. But yeah, I, I think going back to Miles Brennan, it's like I, me as a brand, I'm not just giving it to some kid because they have a million followers on IG or Instagram. Because you're, I think you, we're, we're kind of assuming that, okay, these kids are now businesses because they are. Like you're, you're no longer an amateur at that point. However, they're still kids. And so it's like, I want to be able to invest my money in the right kid, the right situation. And so I think this situation here with Miles Brennan, I think there are a lot of brands that are like, ooh, we don't want to be them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got to assume that he still has certain obligations to on social media or uh, showing up in a commercial. Like he signed a contract. Like, why do I need you in the commercial? You don't play. It's not just it's not just free money. I'm pretty sure they're gonna want something. He still has those followers, right? He still has that uh, following that that they can benefit from. It sucks that he doesn't want to play for the premier team in the state, um, but hey, that's the risk you take. You want to get in this game, you know. You want to get in this nil game. That's what it is. That's that's what hey. You win some, you lose some. Their business, they understand risks um, as much as anybody. So, you know, the the little money that they gave, especially from these bigger corporations, to, you know, this quarterback, you, you know, chalk it up, you learn from it, and he's like, hey, you make sure that you have uh, something in writing or it's as close as you can get to it via, you know, working with the NIL rules that, hey, we don't need you to suit up. It doesn't matter how good you play. We just need, we just would like you to still be in uniform. And Jason, before I let you go, I, I, I you would ho- un- hope that a brand would 
do a hey, we'll give you fifty percent up front, fifty percent on delivery type of situation. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to, hey, man, here's just some money. <laughs> we appreciate you posting, and we'll continue as long as you keep posting. But it's just like he got that money up front from all these brands. Salute to him for the finesse, but like, if I'm one of those businesses, I'm on the phone with my attorney. Like, how do we recoup? I don't think he did it on purpose from what I've read. I, know. I think he's had injuries and he sees very clearly he's not going to get he's not going to be uh, the LSU quarterback this year. I don't think they have a transfer that came in that that, that kind of knocked him down the death chart. So you know, I don't know that this was a straight up fleecing, but yeah, he's getting that money without having to play. You ready to call some bullshit? Let's do it. This is Bullsheet. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with Bullsheet. High quality Bullsheet. World class designer Bullsheet. To be sure. Bullsheet. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is Bullsheet. Sheets and Giggles, Ross. We love them. Everybody we know that has gotten Sheets and Giggles sheets or comforter or whatever has loved it. I haven't met. I, I don't know a single person that we that we've recommended this to that has gotten it. That wasn't like, oh, man, I'm so glad I got this. Everybody is, loves these. Jason Goff will have to hear from him because he was ordering it during the break on our show last week. He did not use the the special link and he should have, because if you use our special link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, you'll get $23 off and you can get $23 off the sheet set. That's the standard thing that everybody wants to get there. The sheet set that will instantly transform your bed. However much you like your bed. Now you're going to like it more. Once you get the hundred percent eucalyptus sheet set, it comes in 11 colors. Three of them are striped options. So whatever look you're going for, whatever size bed you have, they've got what you want. The sheets fit really well. They have the deep pockets. So they don't like the fitted sheet doesn't come riding up or anything like that. You can comforter. toss and turn, roll around, and it's not going to move. You can do all kinds of activities in it, Russ. Hey, man, you said it. Straight up gymnastics. Hey, you said it. Or just, you know, tossing and turning in your sleep like, a, like you know, whatever. Because I mean, that's what I was going for, but sure. Whatever kind of rolling around you do in your sheets, you're going to want to do it in sheets and giggles. Uh, yes. and, you can get, and you're going to want to do it on the mattress, too, by the way. The mattress is designed for comfort. It's cool, comfortable. It's got airflow, ideal firmness, Yo. no matter what your sleep position is. Uh, and you can get $200 off that from them on the pre-order. Plus, you'll get an extra $23 off anything you order at Sheets and Giggles. If you go to SheetsGiggles.com slash SA, Sports Adjacent, SA, you don't even need a promo code. Uh, Russ, what we are talking about this week in I Call Bullshit is the Packers and their young wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers uh, calling them out and then calling them into a meeting. And I, I would start by calling bullshit on the Packers for uh, going young at wide receiver and then being very disappointed and frustrated to find out that uh, they are very young at wide receiver. Yeah, that that's pretty much sums it up. And look. Jordy Nelson not walking through that door. Greg Jennings not walking through that door. You know, Antonio Freeman. Tony, look, Tony Freeman not walking Donald through that door. Driver, Driver not walking through here. that door. Uh, Devontae Adams is, is Sterling Sharp. 
Sterling Sharp. What's the the big tight end? Uh, Jermichael Finley, who used to kill the Bears all the time. He ain't walking through there. I think Bobby Tunyon's still coming back from an ACL. So, like, it's rough in Green Bay. And, like, I know everybody's like, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to figure it out. I, I don't think you could I don't think you could just assume that. Randall Cobb is old now. They just brought him in there so Aaron wouldn't get mad at people. Right. Um right. I don't think this is gonna be a year to remember for Aaron. He's highly paid and he's gonna make it work. But uh this offense is gonna take a step back for sure. <sighs> I always think he'll figure it out because it ain't about him. Yeah, but like you and I would do well playing in that offense with him, I think, because he makes guys good. There aren't that many guys like that. When you look back over time, it's like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. If you look now, it's Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. That might be the entire list of guys that's just like whoever you put in there, they're going to make them good. There has been no year he's been the starter in Green Bay where he didn't have a number one receiver. This is the first year. And to assume that he's going to have success without that, I think is a it's flawed logic because look, yeah, he's one of the maybe the most physically gifted quarterback we've ever seen. However, if brothers don't know the plays and we're three weeks from the season starting, that's a problem. That's bullshit too. learn the plays. I mean, yes, I, I think it's ridiculous that they bring players in for OTAs and mini camps and all like I don't understand why that would be necessary. And if I was a player of stature who didn't have to worry about getting cut, there's no way I'd show up to any any of that stuff that's optional in April, May, and June. But the rookies have to be there. So these guys have been working on the plays, Russ, not just since training camp started, but since April. I think you should know the plays by now. So what happened was Aaron Rodgers is calling out some of these guys. They have young receivers. They have uh, Samori Toure, I think it's pronounced. Romeo Dubes, Dubs. Do we know how to pronounce that? I haven't heard. Uh, okay. okay. I, I, I believe you. These, these are all make-believe people. In- <laughs> yeah, I know. They have a second-year receiver named Amari Rogers, and they have a tight end named Tyler Davis, who's in one yeah. of his first couple seasons, or maybe a rookie. I don't remember. I don't, I don't have the full Packers depth chart in front of me. But Aaron Rodgers has been mad at these guys and called them out publicly for drops, bad route decisions, which I, I assume just means poor route running mm-hmm. and then actual wrong routes, just mm-hmm. running the wrong route on a play, mm-hmm. which which just would be very frustrating. Um, you know, that's what it's like having Anthony Miller at wide receiver. For Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> and uh, and then he Aaron Rodgers was calling out uh, the three interceptions that Jordan Love threw in the preseason game as still those guys' fault. Like, it's still all these wide receivers and Tyler Davis and whoever. Like, those aren't Jordan Love's interceptions. And so – these guys, the day after Aaron Rodgers calls them out, they are informed that you're, you've all been summoned to the quarterback room for a meeting at 8.45 in the morning. And ESPN is reporting that you know Aaron Rodgers didn't call this meeting, but it sounds like he kind of did because I was reading what Randall Cobb said about it, and uh, it, it, Randall Cobb was asked whether the players appreciate this, whether they like Rodgers' approach, because whether Rodgers called this meeting or not, he kind of ran the meeting. So it makes me think he probably called the meeting. But Randall Cobb says it doesn't matter if they appreciate it or not. This is the way we do things here. It's either you deal with it or you get out of the room and we'll find someone else that's going to get on board with what we're trying to accomplish. So this is kind of how it operates there. And that's that's the liaison between Rodgers right, and exactly. the receiver's room, Randall yeah. Cobb, who's a wide receiver, yeah. but also Aaron Rodgers' good buddy from way back. And, and, uh, I, and Randall Cobb knows where his career came from. He knows. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And he's made really, great, really good money uh, 
playing with with Aaron Rodgers, but I, I think the I think Aaron Rodgers is seeing firsthand, man, the guy who knew where I was going with the ball every time it came uh, from under center is not here. And when you don't have that, it is different. Like he, you, you're he's playing with a different set of eyes right now because Devontae Adams would always know where he would go in the ball. And he always knew where Devontae Adams was going to be. Right. If you got brothers running the wrong route, you just out there kind of playing street ball, trying to find somebody that maybe gets open. <laughs> and maybe catch it. Yeah, maybe catch it. Aaron Rodgers signed up for all this. Oh, for sure. This wasn't, for sure. This wasn't like last year where he came in with all his demands. This was, I'm signing, I'm good, knowing at the time that Devontae Adams might be on his way out. So they trade Devontae Adams. They let Marquez Valdez Scantling walk. He goes to the Chiefs. And then they have two first-round picks and don't take a receiver. And then they're like, oh, boy, we're kind of light at receiver. Their own fault. Yes, their yeah. own fault. How about that? And then in a, in a year where you had all these uh, wide receivers in, mm-hmm. in limbo where you could have gotten a A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown, you could have gotten a Debo Sam, you could have gotten a lot of guys who were disgruntled in other places and brought them to Green Bay. You were like, ah, Christian and the, and the wide receiver class was dope. It was strong. There's tons of and they were like, nah, nah, we, we're going to figure it out. I, and I mean, we're going to like, we're going to look at Aaron's career, right? And we're going to blame him, right? This is what we do. You only got one um, as great as you are. That's what people are going to do. But if you really want to have a conversation, they didn't help each other out. You know, the Packers as an organization didn't help him out. And Aaron Rodgers didn't help him out to a certain degree either. I think they're both equal to blame in terms of why there's only one championship uh, under his uh, era of, of football. They've had tons of years where their defense was bad mm-hmm. during his career. Mm-hmm. By the way, you mentioned Debo Samuel, uh, Russ. Um, you know, he's back. He's got a contract extension. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you probably saw Derwin James signed his contract extension this week with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of the holdouts and hold-ins have been resolved, except one. And it's fun to sit in Chicago and, like, pick apart little, you know, whatever's going on in Green Bay. Yeah. But uh, big problems in Chicago as well. Roquan Smith, still unsigned, still this weird holdout where he's around all the time. and He's even on the team flight to Seattle, but – not signed, not traded, ripping the GM, but you know, still around, still ever like it. It just, it's, it's such an embarrassing mess for the Bears, and it's like the one thing that shouldn't have happened. There'll be plenty of embarrassment probably this year. It's not going to be a good season, but this, this should have been one of the, this should have been avoidable. So there's some bullshit there too. Big bullshit. Uh, I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa. No promo code needed. You go to that link uh, that. From us, and you will automatically get a $23 discount applied at checkout. You can get the sheet set. I can tell you about all the things they have there. I'm just telling you, get the sheet set. You're going to love it. Get the sheet set. Silky smooth. Comes in 11 different colors. Like You will find one you like, and you're going to love how it feels when you go when you sleep on it. Or when you uh, you know toss and turn on it, as Russ likes to say. I mean, uh, you can go to sheetsgiggles.com. Do. Yeah, that's right. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and you'll get $23 off. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Yes. 
Uh, number one item in the news was uh, DeColdest Crawford getting an NIL endorsement. Oh, man. I, uh, I, Do I, you want me to play I, the I, commercial I, again? Or? Yes, especially the beginning. Oh, well, let's... Go ahead and run it, Tom. I'm so glad we called SOS. RAC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the Hey, this is Dakota Scrawford, raw receiver from Louisiana. We got through Russell's favorite part. We can cut it off, Tone. <laughs> you want him to just play the first five seconds of it again? Yes. I'm so glad we called SOS. RAC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. Yes. I'm always the coldest. He is always the coldest. That's his name. I wouldn't have been cold in that house. <laughs> Russ, are you familiar with uh, Machine Gun Kelly? I am. Rumors, by the way, that um, this is not what the news is about, but rumors that him and Megan Fox are splitting up or half split up, but then, they, then they'll get photos of them together, and so no one knows what the truth is. That's the world we're living in right now, where America's sweethearts, we don't know if they're staying together or not. Okay. If they split, there's an opening for you. I mean, we've, we've Listen, I've, I've had a crush on Megan Fox since I was a teen, so please. Same here, Russ Dorsey. I watch the rally every day, and I start getting sweaty when you come. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, this is shocking news out of Cleveland. He played at uh, he played a concert that I think he's from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so he played a, he played a concert at First Energy Stadium, which is where the Browns play. So they host this Machine Gun Kelly concert on Saturday, and you could imagine that's not going to be good for the grass in that stadium. That's going to be a problem in the stadium where the Cleveland Browns play. And the Cleveland Browns, sure enough, have a preseason home game coming up this weekend. What do you do? What do you do? There's a concert. It trashes the field. A week later, you've got to host an NFL preseason game with multi-million dollar, very valuable athletes, a very valuable product in a multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, You'll never guess what they did in Cleveland. They replaced all of the turf. Fresh grass. Oh, man. It it can happen. In a week. What a concept. Yeah. Pretty wild. Uh, speaking of America's couples, America's sweethearts, Kim Kardashian, I'm sure you heard that she split with Pete. Yeah. Yes. Tony, does this, does this like, is this, you know, kind of crushing your spirit as you prepare to get married to find out that, you know, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, I don't know what's going on there. And Kim K and Pete are splitting up. Oh, no. What hope? What hope is there for you if Kim K and Pete didn't last? Oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what marriage is without the Kardashians and Machine Gun Kelly. What is love? Right. What is what is love? It's a foreign concept. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I also couldn't believe this headline that I read, and this was uh, on TMZ. The headline is, and I'm reading you the headline verbatim, Russ. Kim Kardashian posts. Sexy Jim thirst trap shots after Pete Davidson split. And uh, the reason I couldn't believe that is because I don't know what it means. Jesus. What are sexy Jim thirst traps? I know you know what that first word means. Yes. I know you know what the second word means. Shots means picture. Well, no, that's where I get confused when we get into Jim thirst trap. I don't, I'm not following that. Jason. I I have guesses. I I did not actually scroll down and read it. I'm sure there wasn't a lot of reading in that article, but you are not as out of touch as you try to come off as. 
What the, I, I know you're doing this, some of this for comedic. You're trying to do some of this for comedic effect, but I'm going to break it down word by word. You know what sexy this is? Means, what yeah? I wanted. Yeah, I you know what sexy you on that. means. You know what oh, yeah. gym, a gym is. I've been to one. So that you got the first two. That's you literally got half of it already. Okay, so these are sexy photos at the gym. Yes. Now we get into a, a word that I'm not sure about. You know what thirst is, Jason. Mm. Jason, I know what I don't know what it means. I don't know what thirst and trap together mean in this situation. Jason, where do you live? Do you live under a rock? No, but I do live in the suburbs with my wife and young children. I, I, no, I'm, 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 I'm sure your wife knows what a thirst trap is, and no, I, I'm positive. I, and I and I don't mean that the way it came out. I honestly don't even know if my wife and I should be offended by that because I'm not sure what it means. All right. A thirst trap is a picture that you take and post online so that people see your attractive, sexy side. Right. Uh, so like a, a shirt, a shirt, a shirtless pick, a pick with a little cleavage. Uh, okay. Cheeks. Cheeks, double cheek. You're showing us double, double cheek up, double up on the up. beach, right? That would be a thirst trap. Okay. So, like, that's so these thirst traps are Kim. In, I'm assuming I, I didn't see them, but I'm assuming a little sexy um, gym fit with little spandex. Maybe she has shorts on, a crop top, and she put them on, on IG for the world to see after she broke up with Young Skeet. When Tony sent us photos of him wearing like a leather or a fur jacket with no shirt on underneath and he was riding a scooter, was that a thirst trap photo? No. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, Russ, that was uh, not a thirst trap. Okay. I appreciate you eventually getting to the part where you explain to me what it means. We keep getting into these situations where I just want something explained to me so I understand it, and you just yell at me like you're just because, mad. Because, because terrible I need, teaching, right? I need no. Teaching. I need you. To no, be teachers got to teach. You got to no. teach somebody what things mean and not just yell at them. You need You'd to be, be aware of a second you, grade teacher. Well, that's fine because I wouldn't have the tolerance for somebody who's not aware of their surroundings. Tell me if this gets your attention. Tell me if this movie idea intrigues you. Okay, here's a movie idea. It's okay. called All Star Weekend. Okay. Are you in? Maybe. Okay. Uh, let me tell you who's going to be in it. The cast includes Jamie Foxx, Jeremy Piven of Entourage fame, Robert Downey Jr., Benicio Del Toro, Gerard Butler, and Eva Longoria. That's the cast for All Star Weekend. Mm. I mean, you want to hear the rest of this? Just, okay, but for the sake of the of the show here in the segment, you want to hear the rest of this. Uh, so Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Piven play best friends who win all-star game tickets and they go on this wild and wacky journey to get to LA or whatever, to go to the game. Uh, Jamie Foxx plays different characters in the movie. He's like, it's like an Eddie Murphy type thing where he's going to play okay. a few different characters. Uh, allegedly one of the characters he plays in the movie is a uh, racist white cop. Okay. Ah, there we go. That got a laugh. Okay. Uh, but the, but he got very creative with some of the casting here. And one of the problems, one of the reasons why, uh, this movie is is kind of why you don't know about it is he cast Robert Downey Jr. as a Mexican man. Ah, okay, never saw and Robert Downey game. Jr. who played a, who played a black character in Tropic Thunder. Correct. Um, so Jamie Foxx directed this movie and they shot it. Like this movie was made 
already in 2016. And never um, saw the light of day. And Jamie Foxx says uh, there's been a lot of interviews and a lot of intrigue about this. And Jamie Foxx was saying this week that like it, he does not foresee this movie ever coming out. This was six years ago that they made this movie. And he said it is going to be tough to release this movie in the current social climate where basically comedy is not just comedy anymore, where it's going to be scrutinized a little bit. You know, from hearing what, yeah, it, I, good on yeah, Jamie with this one. We, we love your other work. I'm assuming this one wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have gotten you the Oscar. In my research on this, I found uh, something that Jeremy Piven said about Jamie Foxx that I think you will like as a Jamie Foxx fan. Russ. Okay. And now, Tony Gill reads. All right, fellas. This is Jeremy Piven on Jamie Foxx. No glasses this time. You're just going to read it like a normal person for the first time ever. Yeah, it said Tony Gill. I thought I, maybe I should make a Tony Gill with glasses open. He needs his own open. It's like he's replacing me when the open says Tony Gill reads. So I'm actually doing what the open says. <laughs> Fox is probably the most talented guy I've ever been around, known or heard of. He's the funniest guy in the room. He can sing. There's nothing Fox can't do. Absolutely 100% correct. Incredible talent. Absolutely. And finally, Russ. Uh, police in, uh, I believe they pronounce this San Luis Obispo. Obispo? How do you pronounce that town? I've heard it both ways, and I don't know which one's the wrong way. So no, either have way, fun with it. have fun with what? it. Have, have fun with the word. <laughs> uh, well, when I was trying to find this out, I, apparently they just call it SLO because that's the initials. That's usually what it's called around there. Got it. Um, in California. It's kind of just up the coast a little bit from LA, but uh, the sheriff's office there got a bizarre 911 call on Saturday. And I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking, okay, here comes uh, some lady thought a, uh, you know, uh, a badger was trying to break into her house or, mm-hmm. you know, something. okay, that's not what happened. You're wrong. The call came from a local zoo. So a 911 call comes from the local zoo and then there's no response on the line. Okay. And that's concerning. If there's no response, that means any number of things. Now you're like, what's going on there? Was somebody hurt? Any number of things could have happened. Right. So the sheriffs, uh, the county sheriffs get there and they start talking with the staff and the staff doesn't know why they're there. Like nobody, nobody here called 911. We don't know. We know what's all the hullabaloo. What's the big kerfuffle about? Right. What's all this rigmarole? (laughs) Okay. Another good word. Because they're all old people that work there apparently. (laughs) Yes. Uh, that part I made up, but uh, so it turns out a uh, capuchin monkey named Route had stolen a cell phone off of one of the zoo golf carts and dialed nine one one. Somehow hit the correct buttons and ended up calling nine one one. The SLO sheriff's office says we're told that capuchin monkeys are very inquisitive and will grab anything and everything and just start pushing buttons. Okay. Okay. That's the news. That is going to do it for this week's episode of Sports Jason. As always, we'd like to thank our great sponsors, Sheets and Giggles. You can get high quality, very sleek, comfortable, soft bedding from Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get $23 off your next order. We also are sponsored by the wonderful people over at Amish. 
shirts, licensed MLB, NFL, NBA gear, NBA gym, nostalgic stuff like right here. If you love the Rugrats, you love Nickelodeon, uh, you can get stuff there. Mortal Kombat gear like Tone has on. I just got a couple of the lightweight hoodies. Fall is coming. I'm trying to get ahead of it. They got all that for you. They got joggers. They have shorts. A lot of great merchandise. A lot of great apparel at Homage. Go to Homage.com and use our promo code SPORTS20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Jason. I love the uh, I love the lightweight hoodie idea. That's perfect. It's perfect for you could even use that like now because it's getting down Correct. around 60 or so overnight. Like it's it's basically like what he's talking about is a, a hoodie, but it's like T-shirt material. So Correct. it looks really good and it's very comfortable. What colors did you get? I have uh, the light blue, I have a gray and the wine color or burgundy, if you will. Um, I get really warm. like I get hot really fast, so I don't necessarily love having the big heavy hoodie if it's not wintertime. So these keep me cool. I can wear it if I just want a little something longer on my arms. And, and, and they look very nice with shorts. They look good with jeans, joggers, whole shebang yeah. bang. Tone, you've been doing a lot of uh, you've been doing a lot of endorsements lately for Sheets and Giggles and their mattress. Um, but what about like the sheets? Let's go back to the bread and butter, the classic, the sheet set. Comes in eleven different colors. What, what recommend? Give one of your famous signature endorsements to the Sheets and Giggles sheet set. Well, I'm going to combine a couple of things we've already discussed to today. Uh, if you want to, you know, cool down after you know a night of friction, you know, a roll, a rolling around. You know, causing the heat to build up. Mm-hmm. Stay yeah. the coldest in the sheets and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> they need to. They need to sign him. They, they, we got to get a hold of Colin. The coldest would that be a perfect nil deal for the coldest? The coldest is out of here, man. I don't know if anybody could afford him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be cold in the sheets. You're going to be cool. You'll be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. who's not cold who's actually rather warm whoever the actress was in the beginning of that video okay all right that's right russ is like russ is in love I, I, i'm not i would not say all that russ would give it all up and he'll take the kid too oh i'd risk it all i'd risk it all 100 <laughs> <laughs> with that we will catch you guys next week thanks for listening to sports adjacent with jason leisure and russell dorsey be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. <laughs>